We're so glad you joined us. Right now, it's Barry and Shauna Replay from 89.3 Moody Radio. Hey, we've got MJ with me, you, and Shauna. <laughs> Dr. Mark Job, that is. He's our guest this morning, and you may recognize his voice from... Your lunchtime. Maybe you listen to Bold Steps at noon every day. He's also the president of Moody Bible Institute, and he's giving us some of his time this morning, which is always a privilege for us at Moody Radio. We believe the gospel is for everyone, everywhere, starting here. So, Mark, I know that you see that we are encountering a spiritual window of opportunity that we can't afford to miss. Talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. We have a window of opportunity, I believe, because our world has been shaken, disrupted in some unusual ways in the last two years. People have moved, have resigned their jobs. The economy has gone up for grabs. There's been social unrest. There's been political upheaval. And so in the midst of uncertainty, Historically, God has worked in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of great transitions and changes. The gospel has always traveled during times like that in unusual ways. And so I believe that there's a window of opportunity. So many people at this time, I think, are, because their lives have been shaken, are looking for God, looking for change, looking for certainty, looking for the meaning of life. Many of your listeners know that I pastor here in Chicago, which is not the Bible Belt, not necessarily always a super open city. But two weeks ago, I was just reminded of people's openness. I was doing a a message on basically getting out of debt. It was a financial series and some of the principles of the Word of God of getting out of debt. But before I preached, I felt I was praying and I felt compelled, hey, I can't preach a message on getting out of debt without referring to the greatest debt that was paid, which was the debt that Jesus paid on the cross when he said, to Telestai, paid in full. Mm. And so at the end of this message on finances, I just I mentioned that. I said, you know, I just want to finish this message talking about the greatest debt that was paid, and that's what Jesus paid on the cross. And if you've never had that debt paid, you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, I gave an, I gave an altar call on a message on finances. Yeah. Seven people came forward to give their life to Jesus. One was a big guy. Wow with a tattoo across the back of his head. And as soon as he walked forward with tears in his eyes, I felt like God said, talk to that man. And I went and I said to him, you know, I I believe that God has been after you for a while and wants to make a man of God out of you. He looked at me and tears welled up in his eyes. And he said, I don't know what just happened right now. I don't know what just happened. I said, it's the gospel. It's the gospel that happened. And my son's pastors as well. He preaches. He's 27 years old, a Moody grad. Mm. He preached this, this past Sunday. We had two people get baptized, and there were 17 people that came forward to give their life to Christ, many of them with tears, bowing their knee and receiving Jesus. And here's what I want to say. I believe this is a time God is opening doors to people's lives, and so there's an urgency that we need to not pull back from proclaiming the gospel, but we need to lean forward and raise our voice and make sure that the gospel is being proclaimed more than ever before. Because this is God's time. God is shaking this world. He's shaking West Michigan, and he's doing it 
to get our attention. I mean, this whole season that we've gone through these last two years, you know, the Lord is king over it all. And nothing, you know, passes through him that he doesn't sign off on. Right. And so this is a moment in time when people's hearts are open and it says in the word, always be ready to give an answer for the hope that is within you. But do this with gentleness and respect. Okay. And here's like, you know, um, an affirmation, right? Or kind of an exclamation point on the readiness and hearing a a sermon about finances, about mm-hmm. budgets, mm-hmm. you know, about how to operate with your money. The gospel gets preached and people are coming forward because their hearts are just that ready. It's not like they had to be primed with a message, yeah. you know, they were just ready to step forward and, and meet Jesus, give their hearts to Jesus. Yeah. And that is the gospel. There is a debt that we cannot repay God for our sin. Every sin that we commit is a debt that we owe God, and we got to make up for it. But we can't make up for it because it's a debt that's too much to pay. And that's why Jesus came, was born in a manger. He lived out the perfect life that we could never live, lived a flawlessly beautiful life that we could never live. And then he died in our place. He took our place. He said, my life for yours. That just grabs my heart. My life for yours. That's what Jesus has said to me, has said to you. And then he rose again to bring us into the Father's favor. And we, we, when we put our trust in Jesus, he forgives us of all of our sins, 100%. He cancels the debt. But not only does he cancel the debt, but he counts his perfect perfectly flawless life, his perfectly beautiful life, he counts that as our own. So we're not guilty in God's sight and we're righteous in God's sight right. because he sees us in Christ. If you, if you, uh, if you're wrestling this morning and you just feel like you're going through the motions, you know, the thought that life would be different than this, thought it would be better than this struggling, don't feel like you have much value. Would you just hear this this morning? God loves you. God loves you so much. His love for you is so radical and so fierce that he went to great lengths to win your heart. You are loved. You matter. And he's got a beautiful plan for your life. Christmas, like December, is such a busy time for all of us. We've got a lot of events, extra things that are going on. My husband is a pastor, so I understand the responsibilities, you know, ministry-wise and just how things get really hectic. But how do you personally keep Christ at the center of Christmas in the midst of all the demands and all the obligations? Yeah, well, it's not easy. My wife was just saying she loves this season, but at the same time, it's such a busy season with all the extra events that are there. I was just speaking to a group of pastors yesterday, and we were talking about rhythms of spiritual sustainability. And so I do what I do every season of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, I like mornings. I'm a morning person. And so I try to start every morning by making a strong cup of coffee because, you know, I grew up in Spain, so you need that coffee, a (laughs) strong coffee, not watered down, but nice, strong, flavored coffee. So I make my cup of coffee and enough for my wife, too, because that's an expectation that she has. Okay, you said strong coffee and you earned a little bit more respect for me. And then you said you made it for your wife and you just up there. 
Oh Just yeah. Saying. Oh yeah. Well, you know, it started as a, kind of a nice thing that I did. Now it's an expectation. She'll say, Hey, where's my coffee? So yeah. I like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. So that's an expectation. She gets up to fresh coffee, but I like to walk and pray. So I, I walk literally around my living room and into my <laughs> kitchen and I pray the Lord's prayer. <laughs> I pray the pattern of the Lord's prayer, yeah. right. not the Lord's prayer, just repeating it over and over. But I, I start by our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And I go into a time of praise. Mm-hmm. Then I say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And I start with my life, Lord, mm-hmm. I want to align my heart with the kingdom, your Lordship, whatever needs it. And my marriage, and then my family. And then I circle out to leadership teams that I lead and circle out to Chicago and then the world. And I pray through the Lord's prayer through Christmas season, through New Year's Eve season, and try to take moments in the midst of it, especially during this Christmas season, to pause and have meaningful conversations. I write a letter every year. I have for the last quite a few, maybe last 10 years, where I think through this year and what I'm grateful for. And on Christmas morning, I read it to my family as well. Like, mm-hmm. hey, this is uh, summarizing the year and just celebrating like my son and daughter-in-law are five months pregnant, which oh, is, hey, that happened this year. Yeah. Like my other son is graduating from college, and that's a big celebration. And my first grandchild had his first birthday this year. Mm-hmm. And just things that happen. I, I want to remember. I want to be thankful during this time. I'm sure you have so many stories that you could tell, but just bring us to one story of someone who comes to mind who heard about Jesus through Moody Radio. I love this testimony from a woman named Teresa. Thanks to Moody Radio, I found Jesus in 2019 at the ripe age of 42. Mm -hmm. My bold step was me taking the plunge literally and getting baptized in 2021. I just want to say thank you, Moody Radio. For the first time in my life, I can actually feel true joy in my heart. Mm. And I love that. That Here's a woman. I don't know her full story, but here's a woman that heard the gospel on the radio. God used the medium of radio for her to hear the good news of Jesus and to kind of push her along to find a church and get baptized. And we hear that from so many people around the country that have not clearly heard the gospel articulated. If you want to understand Moody Bible Institute, which includes Moody Radio and Moody Publishing and Moody Aviation, You have to understand the value of the gospel. We believe that the gospel of Jesus, the good news of Jesus, literally has the power to take a person's life and change it from the inside out in a dramatic, miraculous, supernatural way where the blood of Jesus is applied to someone's life, their sins are forgiven, the Holy Spirit comes inside, and they are set on a new course of life. And we believe that that is the gospel. Their eternal destiny is changed, and they have peace with God. And we are committed. We're not primarily broadcasters, and we're not primarily educators, and we're not primarily publicists. We use those means 
to both share the gospel and to encourage believers in their walk with God. So it's a great joy to be able to do that via the radio. And some of your listeners may or may not know this, but we do it terrestrially in a growing number of places throughout North America. But also we get people like we got Grant in New Zealand that listens on a regular basis via the internet and from John in Kenya who mm-hmm. listens in, in Africa to Moody Radio via the internet. So so super excited to see this, these seeds being spread throughout different parts, not only of our nation, but internationally as well. It's so exciting to hear how the Lord Jesus is working through Moody Radio and, you know, we make the gospel central and the gospel is going out here in West Michigan, but because Moody Radio is a, is a worldwide, you know, radio and online ministry, it's touching people around the world. And it's just, it's exciting to be a part of, and I'm not just talking about me and Shauna, I'm talking about you as well, because, you know, as you listen, as you pray, and even as you give, you're a part of what God is doing through Moody Radio. Yeah. And I, you know, there's this community of people that you are a part of as you listen to Moody Radio, and we are trying to come up with a name for us, right? Like this group of people that does mornings together, hangs out, loves to, you know, loves Jesus. Yeah. So I have a couple of ideas. Okay. I'm just throw them out there and yeah. see, see what people think. Okay. So the, the first one I've, you know, this. The Jesus people. Jesus people. I like it. Yeah. Okay. S- sort of. <laughs> I sort of like it. And then the other one is the ragamuffin crew. Oh, I kind of like that one too. You know, that's based on Brendan Manning's book, The Ragamuffin Gospel. And, you know, a ragamuffin is somebody who's beat up and bedraggled and and burnt out and needy. And it's, it's the person that Jesus reaches. I feel like the ragamuffin crew is a little bit um, wider of a reach. You know, mm-hmm. there are people who've maybe not yet met Jesus who are like, oh, yeah, I belong. I belong to the ragamuffin crew. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like it. Okay. I just throw that out. Let me know what you think. 800-968-8930. Just text us, Jesus people, ragamuffin crew or something else, 800-968-8930. But anyway, Moody Radio. Yeah. If you want to get behind supporting Moody Radio as we launch into a brand new year of ministry, just go to our website, moodyradio.org slash Grand Rapids and click on year in giving. Thanks in advance. Moodyradio.org slash Grand Rapids. Well, I feel like I know Paul. You know, Paul, who wrote a lot of the New Testament, because I've read, you know, so much of Paul's writings over and over and over again. And I just love how honest and transparent he is. And I just love his passion. And and I love that the Lord gave us the gift of Paul, because once he was a hater of the believers and Jesus transformed him, knocked him over on the road to Damascus, said, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul said, who are you, Lord? And Jesus said, I am Jesus, the one you're persecuting. And everything changed from that moment. Just, It's such an incredible story, and I love Paul's passion. He's always raising the bar for us as followers of Jesus. So in Acts 20, 24, he says, I consider my life worth nothing at all. Right there, I mean, who says that? I consider my life worth nothing at all. Yeah, my the um, SLB translation, the Shauna Lee Byer translation of that would be like, you know, I it's not about me. Yeah. It's not about me. Yeah. 
So I consider my life worth nothing at all. My only aim, my only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. What is that task? The task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. So he's saying my only aim is to finish this race, to reach toward Christ and and the perfection of Christ that I'll have when I see him. And, And before I go... I want to finish the work that God has given me to do to testify to the good news of God's grace. And that just, it just so motivates me to want to be like that. And you think of Paul, I was just thinking of this the other day, like it would be really cool. I know it'd be really hard, but to be able to go back in time and to travel with Paul on his three missionary journeys, at Mm -hmm. least we think he went to Spain. That's not in the book of Acts. That probably happened. That did happen after the book of Acts. But to be with him on the three missionary journeys and just to really watch it and then be able to come back and talk about that, wouldn't that be incredible? That would to be have, amazing. To have witnessed it. Yeah. But I would want to be part of his team, but but not somebody who got beat up with him. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> You'd pull a Peter on him and but I don't know that guy. <laughs> Do Hopefully not. Yeah. No, I think the thing that stands out to me about this verse is just <sighs> Paul knew what he was to be about, right? He, you know, it wasn't like, well, my dream is to, you know, it wasn't about the American dream. It wasn't mm. about, you know, Paul really wants to, you know, I really want to elevate myself or well, I really want to get good at this. He was like, okay, it's not about me. I want to be the best version of myself. Right, right. He, you know, he wasn't saying that. No, he wasn't saying that at all. I feel like he just really got the, the singular focus yes. of, I have a God-given destiny. He was I a- have a God-given destiny and my own desires are not going to get in the way of it. Yeah. And that's what the Lord wants to put into us. And I think about Paul, you know, because he planted the gospel in the Roman Empire, the the greatest, arguably the greatest empire ever, because he planted the gospel there, it was able to come to us here. You know, because the gospel was established in this great civilization, it had to extend to the rest of the world through all of time. You think about that Mm -hmm. in God's plan, you know, know, it was planted there and it's, There's no way it's not going to spread when it's planted there. And here's the thing. If you and I accomplish our God-given destiny, Mm -hmm. it could have that kind of impact. Yeah. Like we don't know when we, when we're just willing to be obedient and say yes to the thing that God's saying, Shauna, this is what I want you to do. Don't, Don't worry about anything else. Don't worry about anybody else. This is what I have for you. This is your mission. And we can have that kind of laser focus and say, okay, it's not about me. It's about you, Jesus. I'm going for it. I'm going to obey you and I'm going to do what you're calling me to do. We could have that kind of impact on the world once we're gone. For generations to come. Absolutely. With just weeks left in 2021, we need your help so that Moody Radio can continue to lead people to Christ and strengthen us believers with God's word. And Dr. Mark Jope of Bold Steps and president of Moody Bible Institute is with us this morning to talk about the impact of Moody Radio and the goals that we have as a ministry for this upcoming year. Dr. Jobe. 
We met a mom at an event recently who shared that her son is on the autism spectrum and meaningful conversations with him just don't come easily. And she just so longs to have, you know, conversations about faith and talk about Jesus with her son. And they started listening to Perry and Shauna Mornings on their drive to school. And as they listen, her son started commenting on what we were talking about. (laughs) And it's created this window for her to have faith conversations with her boy, you know, that her mama's heart had just been longing for. And you can't put a price on that. And Moody is making moments like this possible 24-7. So talk to us about your vision for ministry as we step into 2022 and how moments like that are going to continue to be catalyzed. I'm so excited about 2022, in part because I believe that this shaking up, this disruption has also opened up doors and windows of opportunity that we need to step through. One of the desires that we've had for some time is to partner with stations that are not just in North America. Typically, Moody Radio is mainly in North America, accessible through Internet. But there are parts of the world that have much, much less access to good Bible content, gospel preaching, biblical programming. And so we've initiated some partnership to be able to get some programming into places like Africa, China, Nepal, because we believe that God has given us uh, just a unique platform to be able to communicate. And so we're praying that we would be able to get into places like we've never gotten before, into villages and towns that probably you've never heard of before, but with the with the message of Jesus Christ in a compelling way. And so I'm very excited about that as we continue to sort of push the envelope and say, we have a window of opportunity we need to aggressively, intentionally, boldly, compassionately, lovingly communicate the gospel with every means that we have available to us at this season and time. And so that's our goal for 2022. Wow, that's exciting. I hadn't heard about that. Now, will these be getting maybe FM signals in areas where we know at the very least English is a trade language? Yeah, so we'll be doing programming in English. There's conversation about translating some programs as well. We're stepping into those arenas. And here's what I want to say. Those are somewhat more challenging places to step into because of this. And I think our listeners need to know this. One, you're overseas. It's a little bit more difficult. But number two... Those have to be sponsored by North America because most of the countries we're getting into are poor countries. It's not sustainable. They're not going to support it themselves. We have to support it from here. So we're taking some risks saying, hey, we understand that as we get the programming into these places, it's non-sustainable from those countries, some very poor countries. And sometimes those countries are not Christianized, they're Muslim and so forth. And so our goal is to say, hey, we're going to go there anyways and believe that God is going to provide the resources as well for that. So part of our year-end campaign here, you know, our goal is everyone, everywhere, starting here. We're seeking to raise $2.8 million at the end of this year. During the end of years, a lot of people give gifts that normally they don't give, but a lot of people that I know choose at the end of the year to support ministries that they believe in. And so I want to say thank you in advance to the listeners that have decided to support Moody Radio. 
We do not take it for granted. If you believe in the gospel, if you're committed to the gospel of Jesus Christ, we're a great place to invest in. Mm -hmm. If that's not what you are passionate about, you probably want to give your money somewhere else because we're going to take whatever cents and dollars we can and we're going to squeeze as much as we can out out of it to get the gospel to every place everywhere. And I love the gospel because the gospel has changed my life and is changing my life. And I'm sure you feel like that as well because you follow Jesus. You've experienced the grace of Jesus, and we get the joy of continuing to receive his grace, but also to pour it out. And, you know, that $2.8 million for our, our year-end goal is for all of the Moody stations across the country. It's not just for West Michigan, so don't freak out about that. But, you know, if you're all about the gospel, like Moody Radio is all about the gospel, this would be a great place. There are a lot of worthy ministries to give to. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But if you're you're all about the gospel through radio, this would be a great ministry to invest in for a year-end gift. Yeah, we absolutely encourage you to go to our website, moodyradio.org slash Grand Rapids, and just click on year-end giving. It's moodyradio.org slash Grand Rapids. So a lot of different characters in the Christmas story you know, the, the Gospel of Luke really kind of brings those characters to life in a way that, that is just special, you know, compared with the other Gospels. I'm just wondering, what character can you identify with most in the story? <laughs> the shepherds. Because, you know, the shepherds are, they're just regular people. In fact, they're doing jobs that most of the Jewish people probably despise a bit. But I love the fact that the angels appear to the shepherds. Yeah. In our day, they would be a little bit like carnival workers, but unsteady job. Hey, if you're a carnival worker, praise God what you're doing. But, you know, they travel around. Jewish people viewed it somewhat as unclean. And yet the gospel message is proclaimed to them in this glorious angelic way. And I love that. Because I feel like, yeah, Lord, you have deposited this incredible message, this glorious message in people like me. Mm-hmm. I love that, too, because in ancient Israel, shepherds were generally considered unclean because they were in contact with dirty, smelly sheep, their manure, their blood from cuts and scrapes. And so, yeah, they were considered unclean. And that just means so much to me because... Jesus came to me in my uncleanliness, in my shame, and revealed himself, revealed his love to me. I love the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, and I love that he takes the simple to confound the wise, and he takes that which is foolish and entrusts a huge message, that which is weak, to confound the strong as well. And that's the essence of the gospel. There was a mom who was kind of having a very crazy morning. She says, you know, she's bringing the kids to school and getting them ready. And it was very chaotic. And she got them dropped off at school and she just needed to catch her breath before she could enter into her day. And so she pulled into a parking lot at a park and she was listening to Moody Radio at the time. And right at that time, Perry started to share the gospel. And it was what she needed 
for that day to reset her life on the gospel and reset her heart on Jesus. And so we, you know, we talk so often about people needing to hear the gospel for the first time and and they do, and we need to keep sharing the gospel, but we need to hear the gospel. We need to hear the gospel over and over again. You're right. The good news is not just for those who haven't heard the good news. The good news is the good news for those who have heard it, received it, and need to be reminded over and over of the powerful work of Jesus in our life. There's a moment in time where we surrender our life to Jesus and are born again. Mm -hmm. But the freshness, the glory, the power, the depth, the compelling praise that should flow from us because of what the gospel has done in our life, we, we can't forget it. And I love that story because there are times where I feel like I take the gospel for granted. And there are times when I weep over the power of the gospel mm-hmm. and its effect in my life as well. Mm. There's a book called Gospel Formed. And in this book, it says, we don't move on from Jesus. We don't graduate from the gospel. Moving toward gospel-centered living means we never move on from the gospel. Rather, its force, its power moves further into our heart. In the long run, devotionals, accountability groups, books, and sermons won't change us if the gospel is missing. It is the very message of the gospel and the power of the Holy Spirit that changes us. We need the prescription-strength preaching of Jesus Christ— in Romans 16, 25, the Apostle Paul is clear. It's the gospel that makes us strong. Paul says there, Now to him who is able to establish you by my gospel. Mm-hmm. So it is the gospel that grows us up into Christ and makes us strong. Yeah, we need. that is why we're so committed to preaching the gospel not preaching the gospel. I mean, just speaking it out. Like, here's the thing. I think that, I think that for us, for you and me, for those of us who are following Jesus and living like him, the gospel needs to become not just a sermon or a message, but it needs to become the lens through which we live our lives. Like everything that we are experiencing seen through the lens of the gospel mm-hmm. because through the lens of the gospel, we see, you know, Jesus's death, his total sacrifice for our good, right? His love for us, his incredible love for us. We see his resurrection that he can redeem all things that he's coming back. And so if we take that and put that on every single circumstance, anything becomes possible. Mm. Yeah. So you're saying look through the eyes of faith at what God can do because God can do anything, because the gospel shows it through Christ, his resurrection, you know, his death, his resurrection, uh, he's defeated the greatest enemies. And so I think that's what I hear you saying. Absolutely. It's knowing that we're ultimately going to be safe. We're ultimately going to be okay. But even the temporary things, the here and now, there is no such thing as impossible when you see it through the gospel. Thanks for listening to Perry and Shauna Replay. To learn more, text us at 800-968-8930. That's 800-968-8930.